नमस्कार फ्रेंड्स इट इज़ सो गुड टू सी यू ऑल अगेन फॉर दिस थर्ड सेशन ऑफ स्वर श्रवण स्वर श्रवण जस्ट फॉर पीपल हु आर प्रॉब्ली व्यूइंग दिस सेशन फॉर द फर्स्ट टाइम वी आर जस्ट ट्राइंग टू रीलिव एंड रिमेंबर सम ऑफ द ग्रेट legends of the past whom we don't hear much but who are truly the legends of indian classical music and by conducting these sessions the idea is that we uh, try to listen to their music more and more and really uh, get soaked uh, in their music and thereby uh, get inspired to go forward in our m- musical journey so we've had two sessions starting from september and october so the way we have sequenced this is we have a male singer male maestro and then last month we had a female maestro and today it's a turn of an instrumental wizard so the instrumentalist that we are going to talk about today well let's first talk about the instrument that we are going to talk about today and that is sitar very popular instrument um popularized by none other than legendary pandit ravi shankar ji and uh played during various occasions or to express various moods be it joy sadness philosophical uh just as our music is right our music also can express so many moods singers express those moods through words and instrumentalists don't have the luxury of words they have to uh express those moods using their instrument and that can be so tricky and that's why it needs so much mastery to do that that to be able to express different moods so we're going to talk about sitar and a sitar maestro uh just a brief uh, intro about sitar basically um it has seven strings the main string is the first string so the first string is normally tuned to lower ma that is lower octave ma and that is the string that is used to play uh the sitar meaning you basically uh so sitar has frets as you know frets are those uh threads along with like a steel sort of a rod uh, attached to them and you move that first string over the frets to produce all the swars so the first string is the major main string of sitar and it is normally tuned to lower ma the second and the third strings are tuned to uh the regular sa uh madhya saptak sa 
the fourth string is tuned to lower pa and the fifth string is tuned to the middle octave pa and of course in rags where there is no pa you tune those two strings to ma the sixth string now the sixth and the seventh strings are what they call uh, the jhala strings so jhala is like a high pitched uh, intonation of sitar which is normally played at a fast pace and that is when the sixth and the seventh strings come into play and the sixth string is tuned to higher sa and the seventh string which has a very shrill like a thin sound that is tuned to ati tar saptak meaning higher higher sa and that's how that's how the sound is pretty thin shrill so this is a brief makeup about sitar and of course it has like a long what we call as tumba it's like a long like a like a uh, handles sort of a thing on which the string moves that's called the tumba and then uh it has a round shaped structure at the base called the bhopla some sitars have uh, that round st shaped structure at the base and at the top so two bhoplas which can produce more resonance in the sitar so this is about sitar and of course you play the sitar with like a a ring like thing that is worn on your fingers and uh in marathi we call it nakhi nak comes from the word nak which is your nails and then in uh urdu they call it mizraf so that is how you basically uh strum the strings of the sitar you put that in your finger and then you uh, play the sitar and um, as all art forms of course it needs such rigorous practice and uh, uh uh both hands are of course important but it is i mean uh, depending on which hand is your favored hand uh so the one that basically pulls the strings that is obviously the major hand uh and the other hand basically is like the supporting hand with which you play the jhala strings and all the other strings oh and i also would like to mention that under these seven strings there are small loose strings and those strings are called taraf kitar so taraf so what those strings do is the sitarist basically tunes uh, those strings in the rag in that he's performing and then just before he actually starts playing the sitar he basically just strums or just rolls his fingers over those strings to give or to create an ambiance of that rag quite similar to the swarmandal or the harp that vocalists use so that's also something that you'll be hearing today when you listen to the sitar maestro that we are talking about and now coming to the maestro himself he belongs to the mahir gharana 
the same gharana as pandit ravi shankar ji was born on october 14th 1931 and his main guru from whom he got training was ustad alauddin khan sahab and uh, he was originally from kolkata as soon as i say kolkata i'm sure some of you must have guessed whom i'm talking about from kolkata and then obviously he traveled quite a bit in europe and in the us and he also was a faculty at the ali akbar college of music in california in the us and uh, unfortunately he died a very uh, uh i mean died at a very young age at the age of 55 on january 27th 1986 and whom whom am i talking about the sitar maestro pandit nikhil banerjee yes nikhil da pandit nikhil banerjee um so i was reading about his life history today on the internet and something very interesting that i came across was his guru ustad alauddin khan sahab He was obviously a strict disciplinarian in which he basically made his students practice almost like 16 to 18 hours a day but he also taught his students depending on their inclination so to say and that is why you will actually find difference in the way pandit ravi shankar ji plays and uh, the way pandit nikhil banerjee plays despite they both being from the same gharana so that's a very intriguing thing about alauddin khan sahab that he really uh, tapped into the inner uh, channels of his student and he really made sure that uh, they are taught in the right way based on their inclination <coughs> so um so pandit ji obviously like i said toured quite a bit he didn't record many albums uh he kind of believed that it it re- restricted his creative ability because obviously when you record for an album you have a time restriction so but still there are some albums of his that are available and mostly it is his live recordings that have been archived courtesy youtube and other web services um now talking about mahir gharana now as i said sitar has seven strings and there is a very common word that we all know of and that is kharaj kharaj as in lower octave and in tanpura as you all know there is kharaj ki tar meaning which is tuned to the lower sa now in mahir gharana uh pandit ravi shankar ji and pandit nikhil banerji and most of the players in mahir gharana they actually introduced an eighth string which they called the laraj kitar so laraj kitar is the string that goes even lower than lower sa 
surreal deep like laraj laraj ki taal and so uh you will hear uh the effect of that it's surreal like a deep absolute deep sonorous bassy sound it has and i can tell you um having played a little bit of sitar myself that to pull the regular string itself is so difficult and to pull that string which is uh like even uh, all the way at the base uh, hitting the bass notes it is so so difficult to do that but uh, all these maestros of course do it so effectively then which is what you're going to listen to today so the way we um have sequenced the session for today is in instrumental music now uh, before we actually start talking about instrumental music instrumental music itself is played in two ways one is the gaiki ang so gaiki ang meaning just as a vocalist would sing right he would start a rag take a brief alap and then start the composition in maybe vilambit ektal vilambit jhumra tilwada whatever and then he would progress like that similarly the instrumentalists also can play in that style and that is what is called the gaiki ang now there is another style of playing instrumental music which is called the tantakari ang tantakari string instruments so tantu vadya we call it which is meaning string instruments so in that what happens is uh now that that style actually is very similar to the dhrupad style of singing that was prevalent before the khayal style of singing in which the singer would take an extensive alap at the beginning a long alap for about 30 40 minutes and then he would take like certain rhythmic variations not with the tabla or not with the percussion instrument but uh, just with the rhythm going on and then he would take some variations uh and then start the composition with the percussion instrument coming to play so this is how uh the tantakari style uh, uh is normally played also in which the instrumentalist does like an extensive alap so that is obviously called alap and then after the alap there is something called the jod so uh i will actually talk about that as we move forward i think that will be probably more appropriate for me to do so let's just take uh one step at a time and then just listen to this alap now by by pandit nikhil banerji um we are going to start with rag bageshri a very very popular rag now uh interestingly um, just, uh, just from today we uh just thought that before the session starts we would just have a soft shehnai music going in the background and i was just thinking that people might be thinking oh today is instrumental so today is bismillah khan sahab so it's kind of you know almost like tricking people <laughs> but and coincidentally the music that we played before the session started that was also in rag bageshri that was just a coincidence but um so rag bageshri is what you're going to hear today 
let's listen to alap and we are going to listen to it in three parts first we are going to listen to the alap in mandra saptak lower octave and there is when you will hear the laraj kitab that i spoke about the extra string the bass heavy sounding string so this is rag bageshri by pandit nikhil banerji just as a singer would modulate his voice the laraj kitab that i was talking about the heavy sound Oh 
amazing um say uh, it's it just so so meditative to hear this right you, you can just close your eyes and absolutely go into a trance you don't need any words any swars being said just the sound itself is just so meditative and it just transports you to a totally different world altogether and so that's what instrumental music instrumental music actually teaches us many uh things which are very abstract well music our music especially is so abstract right because our music is what we call as the gurumukhi vidya there's nothing written right it's basically all oral tradition so everything has to be felt mehsoos karne ki hamari kala hai ye hamari sangeet ki kala so it's all about uh feeling the swars so when somebody says ki aapka swar kam lag raha hai ya zyada lag raha hai so you can't actually write it on a piece of paper and show it to him like a well i mean technically you may be able to but uh it's eventually uh, your own inner feeling that okay i'm little sharp or little flat that will really help you uh, correct that error so um so you heard the laras guitar amazing bass and the way he went all the way down to lowermost sa so this was rag bageshri ala part 1 uh, next one is going to be rag bageshri so i have basically chosen the same rag just so that the continuity is maintained so in this part 2 ala you're going to listen to more of the ala in the madhya saptak middle octave 
going towards the higher octave. So here is Panditji Nikhilda with the Agbageshri Alap in Madhya Saptak. Zero to Rav Vajashri Alap part selected. <laughs> primary swar
दिस वॉज दी आलाप इन मध्य सप्तक ऑफ राग बागेश्वरी आई एक्चुअली मिस्ड सिंगिंग फॉर यू लिटबिल ऑफ राग बागेश्वरी आई मीन प्रॉब्ली आई थॉट दैट इट वॉज अ प्रेटी कॉमन राग सो आई डेंट वेंचर इन टू डूइंग दैट बट जस्ट सो यू नो दैट इट्स ग एंड नी कोमल सागम which is what pandit ji was doing just now he was basically trying to sing i mean uh, trying to rather rest on ma uh, after playing all those swars around ma so sagama dhanidhama gama dhanidhama ma sadani then the typical phrase of bageshri that that really defines bageshri ma pa ma pa da sa ga ma ma ga re this is how rag bageshri flows now let's listen to part 3 of pandit ji's alap rag bageshri in which he uh, traverses the higher octave tar saptak here we go 03 rag bageshri alap part selected 03 <laughs> so brilliant he actually went all the way 
something at the end of it now this is a typical style of dhrupad singing which was as i mentioned incorporated into instrumental music so this is alap and then in instrumental music what happens after this is jod unfortunately i could not find uh, a recording of pandit ji in which he uh, has played uh, jod as such uh, so but just to give you an idea as to how jod goes so so now suppose he finished this alap and then the jod starts with rhythm so there is like a rhythm 1 2 1 2 1 so this this rhythm there's no instrument played but uh, they use the strings of the sitar to basically uh, give themselves the rhythm the jhala strings that i was mentioning to you before the uh, the high sounding strings is used to give the beat and then they start playing the jod in which they follow this rhythm 1 2 1 2 the the ni ni sa ni re sa re ni sa ni dha ma dha ni sa ni dha ni re sa ga 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 ma ga re ni re sa and then the sequence continues uh up the scale into the higher middle octaves and the higher higher octave and so it continues for about like say 10 minutes and then when the jod finishes then the jhala part starts in which the speed increases and then you will so the um, instrumentalist plays one string and then along with that one string so after he plays sa sa so so if he plays sa he strums the jhala strings just to kind of give pace and to increase the speed of uh, the performance or or the rhythmic uh, cycle so to say and that's how jhala happens and then finally it reaches a crescendo the instrumentalist takes a tihai and then that is where the entire first part of the concert finishes so that is why it is called alap jod and jhala followed by the gat so gat is where the tabla player comes to play so the instrumentalist starts his composition and that's what is called the gat so gat just like khayal it can be in vilambit or madhyalay or drut so uh 
that is gut and then at the end of the gut eventually the speed reaches a crescendo with the tabla player and the sitar is sometimes doing like a jugalbandi and then the sitarist plays the final jhala in which the speed is really uh, at 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 a real fast uh, speed and the tabla player uh, plays intricate variations in that fast speed and finally they both combine to take a nice fancy tihai and that's where the overall performance finishes so that so this this is the jhala that is played at the end so this is how a typical instrumental concert goes now of course depending on the style of the sitarist or even maybe his mood also sometimes he may not even play the jod and the jhala at the beginning like what we found with nikhilda uh very few recordings of his in fact i could not even find one in which he's played a jod proper and then uh, but this jhala thing which is played at the end of the performance with the tabla player that is uh, uh, something that is very common in all the instrumental performances that you will hear so that's how uh, the uh, instrumental music performance is sequenced basically so before we hear the gat uh which is the next part uh that we need to hear after the alab jod and the jhala let's hear a short interview of nikhilja which was conducted by bbc in 1984 it's a pretty interesting interview some nice insights into sitar playing and uh, his thoughts on uh indian music so let's hear that 04 BBC 1980 selected. Pandiji, I always wanted to know how you came to be a musician and how you came to be playing the sitar. Was it in your family? Yes. It was in my family. My father was a great sitar player in his time. And from my childhood I was listening his practice all the time and gradually I was very attracted. to sitar mm-hmm. and then i started you have a very beautiful uh, instrument here can you tell us something about the development of the sitar as an instrument actually the origin of sitar comes from the veena family the string instruments which is considered as one of the oldest string instruments in india mm-hmm. so all the string instruments of india actually originally derived from this veena so there are about 52 types of veena and sitar has come from one of that veenas called chitra veena so from of course gradually it has been developed and through evolution so it hasn't always had sympathetic strings then is that a recent addition to this it is recent addition actually it may be called maybe about 100 years yes. one of the things that always fascinates me about the instrument that it has it has a long neck with a long string 
so that you can bend the string. Can you tell us something about the significance of this possibility to bend the string on the instrument? And could you demonstrate a little bit for us? Yes, that's the, you can say, you know, you see, speciality of this sitar, but just by pulling the string, sometimes we get full one octave. Mm -hmm. So I will demonstrate such as, you know, like do re mi fa sol la si. That's all pulled from one fret. Just from one fret. You know, Can you just make it one slide instead of staccato? Could you play that again, please? So you would would you call this uh, similar to singing? Yes. Actually, we follow the style of singing. So. In that respect, we just by pulling the note, yes. we get all other notes from one. Because people talk note. about the instrumental style of playing, the sitar and the gayaki or the vocal style of playing. Where do you fall in between these two styles? Actually, you know, sometimes the people, they mistake about this word gayaki. Gayaki, actual word meaning, naiki and gayaki. Naiki means compositions. Gaiki means style of exposing, exposition. Mm -hmm. So Naiki and Gaiki, these are the two things which are combined. And all these things, you know, what we play on this instrument or any other Indian instruments, actually it has come from the vocal music. It is all basically derived from Basically singing. derived from the vocal music. The thing is that, you know, many people, they just mistake this thing that Indian music also improvisation and jazz music also improvisation. But Indian music is improvised under very, very strict rule and discipline. Suppose you play a fixed composition or gut, on that you are improvising is correct. But you know how you will improvise, that's the point. So first you start with a short turn. You know, suppose... A tan is just a fast run. Just a fast run. Mm -hmm. But you know, there some discipline, you know, that system you have to follow very strictly. Yes. Suppose this, what she has played just now, the composition is based on 16 bits or thin tal. Yes. So you first, you know, after playing the gut, you play only the 8 bits tan start. Different type, different combination and permutation mm -hmm. in a short space, then gradually, you know, make it longer space. First, you know, take like half octave, then you take full one octave, then yeah. gradually you go towards two full octaves. I see. Like that. And that is uh, alternated with the gut or the composition oh, yeah. with the thaan. Each time, you know, you play thaan, then you have to come back to gut, all of the first bit or so. Now, that was so revealing, wasn't it? It was something very similar to we all follow when we do vocal music which is so like you take a composition and then you s and then when you have to sing tans basically you start with short tans like four matras three matras five matras and then you gradually increase the duration of the tan the length of the tan 
so that's exactly what pandit ji was saying so although there is improvisation in indian music but there is a pattern there is a structure that needs to be followed there is a step by step science to it that needs to be uh, learned and followed so that was that was pretty interesting that he said um and of course he said about gayaki so uh, just to clarify here um so although there are two different styles of playing uh, as i mentioned before the gayaki style and the tantakari style but even as pandit ji said even when they play tantakari all the elements that they play on their instrument is as he so uh, perfectly said is derived from singing because i mean as they say vocal music is or vocal box basically is one absolutely amazing creation of the lord and it can do anything that you just cannot imagine so uh, the instruments is uh, instruments are just trying to reproduce that on their instrument using various techniques and that's how we say that uh, uh, his instrument really sings and that's what it means ki inke sitar gaati hai ya ye jab bansuri bajate hain to aisa lagta hai ki bansuri ga rahi hai so that's what it means that they are actually incorporating uh, the style of vocal music into their singing although their technical presentation might be tantakari but eventually everything originates and comes from vocal music so so that was pandit ji with his very uh, revealing interview so now coming to the gath this one uh, that we are going to uh, play for you is in rag nat bhairav so nat bhairav is a combination of two rags nat in the purvang meaning the first half of the scale sa re ga ma pa pa ga ma re re sa re ga ma pa ma pa ga ma re re ga ma ga re ga sa that's nut and nut bhairav meaning the second half as soon as you hit komal dha re ga ma pa this is nut and then ga ma dha whole flavor changes right nat bhairav you as soon as the dha is sung you feel the typical morning feeling that you get gamadani ni sadani da padam paga mare re gama pama paga mare gamare sadani re sa that's not bhairav and the tal that uh, he is playing this gat in is called matta tal now matta tal is nine beats and the way it goes is din tir kit dhi na tu na dhi dhi na dhi dhi na din tir kit dhi na tu na dhi dhi na dhi dhi na 1 2 3 4 5 5 so din tir kit dhi na tu na dhi dhi na dhi dhi na ah that's mat taal for you and 
the other advantage of instrumental music that we need to derive uh listening to is improving our lay and tal sense so when you listen to instrumental music so what happens is the instrumentalist starts the gat and he plays the first line repetitively during which time the tabla player plays some pieces or as they call tukdas and the uh, instrumentalist just is playing the first line continuously and the tabla player plays his pieces around that first line and then finally he, he arrives with a tihai on the first beat which is the sum so as the tabla player is playing those pieces they can be so complicated that you can actually count the nine beats and you should make sure that you and the tabla player and the instrumentalist come on the sum at the same time right so that is that is the skill that you can develop that even if the tabla player is playing all kinds of like weirdest possible combinations of or uh, variations of uh, rhythmic cycle you should not budge from your count of 1 to 9 or 1 to 10 or uh, whichever tal uh, he's playing uh, the pieces in so that's the thing that i have learned uh, by listening to instrumental music that you just give tal as a tabla player is playing the pieces and then you come at the sum and when you arrive at the sum at the same time uh, as the artist it really is such a feeling of satisfaction so that is the way you listen to instrumental music so that's how you are involved in it and um, it 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 really improves your tal sense and your lay sense as i said so let's listen to this gat in rag nat bhairav mattal 05 rag nat bhairav gat selected <laughs> Thank you. 
this is the dhala that I was talking about. This is how the performance ends. Ends. This is the jhala, and the performance ends with a bang. Finally, with the tihai uh, arriving at the sum. So, this uh, th these were some of the facets of instrumental music. Down the line, we will be doing a session on instrumental music in which the instrumentalist would be playing the gaiki ang, meaning typical, just like a, a vocalist performing his or her rag. the instrumentalist so you'll hear an instrumental performance in which the instrumentalist actually is exactly playing as a singer would sing in terms of the construction of his uh performance so uh we will also have a session on that but this was all about pandit nikhil banerji sadly he died at such a young age and Uh, of 55 just imagine if he would have uh, been with us for uh, a much longer period of time just like pandit raveshankar ji was i have no doubts that well even now uh, everybody i mean all the connoisseurs and uh, people who are deep into music they uh, rate nikhil das so highly and uh, again like i said by these sessions we just hope that all of you go on to youtube and listen to all these legendary artists whom we normally don't venture into listening and really uh, just uh, immerse yourselves in uh, their musical genius and get inspired to continue your or i should say our musical journey to conclude let's listen to pandit ji's rendition of a dadra so dadra is also a style of singing and obviously as the name suggests it's a semi classical style of singing just like we have thumri very similar to thumri except that it is sung in dadra tal and that's the reason it's called dadra so let's uh, 
sign off with a dadra that Panditji played uh, in Rag Bhairavi, with which we normally end a concert, a Hindustani concert. So, uh, thank you so much, everyone, for your patient listening. Instrumental music can be a little tricky to understand. I hope that I was not very technical, and uh, I've tried my best. In case if you felt that it was too technical, please do let me know so that I can improve on it and maybe try to do better when I present an instrumental session next time round. So I hope that all of you uh, enjoyed this session and let's sign off with, like I said, Rag Bhairavi Dadra by Panditji and I'll hope to see you all for the session next month which is December 13th, the second Sunday of December. Thank you so much and Namaskar. 07 Rod Baravi Dadra. Selected. 07 Rod Baravi Dadra.
All put our hands together to this legendary maestro and bow down to him. 